0: European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 37, Issue 41, Focus Issue on Heart Failure, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Luscher. Novel Insights in HFREF and HFPEF, patients' Characteristics, Remote Monitoring and Management. As we all know, cardiovascular disease remains the most common cause of premature death in the patient population at large, but particularly in those with chronic kidney disease, even in those with optimal treatment. Such patients are at 10 to 20 times greater risk of cardiac death than those without chronic kidney disease, despite stratification for age, race, sex, and diabetes. Thus, clinical investigations and trials in this population are in great need, as Murray Epstein and Bertram Pitt, from the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine in Florida, USA, and the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor, USA, argue in their current opinion, a propitious time for initiating clinical trials in patients with HFREF, and an EGFR less than 30 mL per minute with an MRA and a K-plus binder, the forbidden fruit. They note that patients with heart failure and reduced ejection fraction and an EGFR below 30 mL per minute have the greatest absolute benefit from treatment, although the relative benefit is similar among those with and without chronic kidney disease and an EGFR less than 30 mL per minute. Regretfully, this cohort has long been excluded in all major trials. Based on recent evidence indicating that the absolute benefit of mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists is, contrary to common belief, maintained in patients with a reduced EGFR, the authors thus argue that the time is right to evaluate the role of mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists in patients with heart failure and reduced ejection fraction and a reduced EGFR of 15 to 30 millilitres per minute. These patients are at the highest risk of death, but paradoxically receive the least effective therapy due to the common fears of inducing hyperkalemia and worsening renal failure. The promising results of the new non-absorbable K-plus binders in such patients strongly suggest that treatment with mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists in combination with these new K-plus binders would substantially facilitate the use of mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist with consequent improved cardiovascular outcomes. Contrary to patients with heart failure and reduced ejection, those with preserved ejection fraction represent nearly half of the population with chronic heart failure, but they have few evidence-based medical therapies for their use. The neutral results of the TOPCAT trial with spironolactone in these patients leave clinicians with an ongoing clinical dilemma. In the subsequent review, after TOPCAT, what's to do now in heart failure with preserved ejection fraction, Akshay Desai and colleagues from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, USA, outline an approach for the clinical management of patients with heart failure and preserved ejection fraction based on data from available clinical trials and an expert consensus. E-Health has moved to centre stage in an electronically interconnected society. For better patient care, telemedicine has been introduced in many areas of medicine. In heart failure, such an approach may also be useful, as first demonstrated by the CHAMPION trial, using an implantable pulmonary presser sensor. Hospital admissions for heart failure are often preceded by pulmonary congestion. Michael Boehm and the OptiLink HF study investigators further studied such an approach in their research article Fluid Status Telemedicine Alerts for Heart Failure, a Randomised Control Trial. Patients recently implanted with an implantable cardioverter defibrillator with or without cardiac resynchronization therapy were eligible if they had a history of heart failure hospitalization, recent diuretic treatment, or a recent brain natriuretic peptide increase. 1002 patients were randomized on a one to one basis to have fluid status alerts automatically transmitted as inaudible text message alerts to the responsible physician or to receive no alerts and followed up for around two years. In the intervention arm, following a telemedicine alert, a protocol-specified algorithm with remote review of device data and telephone contact was prescribed to assess symptoms and initiate treatment. The primary endpoint was a composite of all-caused death and cardiovascular hospitalisation, which occurred in 45% in the intervention arm and in 48% in the control arm, a non-significant relative risk reduction of 13%. Death rate was 11.7% in the intervention and 12.7% in the control arm, again a non-significant difference. The authors conclude that in patients with advanced heart failure and an implantable cardioverter defibrillator, fluid status telemedicine alerts did not improve outcomes. These disappointing results are discussed in a thoughtful editorial by Gerhard Hendricks from the University Heart Center Leipzig in Germany. The clinical presentation and outcome of heart failure may differ based on ethnicity economy, and geography. In a fast-track paper, Regional and Ethnic Differences Among Patients with Heart Failure in Asia, the Asian Sudden Cardiac Death in Heart Failure, Asian HF, Registry, Carolyn S.P. Lam and colleagues from the National Heart Centre Singapore then went on to characterise regional and ethnic differences in heart failure across Asia. They prospectively studied 5,276 patients with stable heart failure and reduced ejection fraction equal or below 40% from 11 Asian regions with a mean age of about 60 years. Two-thirds had two or more comorbid conditions such as hypertension, coronary artery disease and or diabetes. The prevalence of coronary artery disease was highest in Southeast Asians. Contrary to Koreans and Japanese, those of Chinese ethnicity, Malays and Indians, had higher odds of coronary artery disease. The prevalence of hypertension and diabetes were highest in Southeast Asians and high-income regions. Lam and colleagues conclude that these first prospective multinational data from Asia highlight the significant heterogeneity among Asian patients with heart failure And the important influence of both ethnicity and regional income level on patient characteristics. This aspect has been further studied in the paper entitled Geographic Variations in the Paradigm HF Heart Failure Trial by John JJV McMurray and colleagues from the Western Infirmary in Glasgow, Scotland. They analysed patients from North America, Western Europe, Central and Eastern Europe with Russia, Latin America and the Asia-Pacific region. Of note, patients from Western Europe and North America were somewhat older than those from Asia-Pacific and Latin America and they had more coronary disease. Further, patients living in North America, Central or Eastern Europe and Russia had the worst signs, symptoms and functional status. On the other hand, Patients from North America were the most likely to have a defibrillating device and least likely to be prescribed a mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist. Other evidence-based therapies were used more frequently in North America and Western Europe. The rates of the primary composite outcome of cardiovascular death or heart failure hospitalisation also varied amongst regions. In North America, it was 13.5 per 100 patient years, in Western Europe, 9.6, in Central and Eastern Europe, including Russia, 12.3, in Latin America, 11.2, and in the Asia-Pacific regions, 12.5. After adjustment for prognostic variables relative to North America, the risk of cardiovascular death was higher in Latin America and the Asia-Pacific region, while the risk of heart failure hospitalizations was lower in Western Europe. Importantly, the benefit of LCZ696 or sacubitril slash Valsartan was consistent across regions. The authors therefore conclude that there were substantial regional differences in paradigm HF as regards age, symptoms, comorbidity, background therapy, and event rates, although these did not modify the benefit of LCZ696. These interesting results are discussed critically in an editorial by Falaise Zanade from the Centre Hospitalier Universitaire de Nancy in France. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.